Welcome to the Forging Honor Podcast. I'm Jonathan George. And I'm Benjamin Jones. Here at The Forge, we explore what it means to live as Christian men. Along the way, we'll be doing weekly challenges to build character through action. We are by no means experts, just two young Christian men trying to make sense of a wild world. That's right. We're doing our best to learn and hope you'll join us on the journey. And if you want to get directly involved, go to forginghonor.com to find information on how to join our community. This is episode 11, Living by the Word. I can't believe we've done more than 10 episodes now. I know. It's a it's an ongoing journey. Very much so. Uh, all right. Well, this previous challenge um, was probably one of the more time-intensive challenges. And for that reason, I did terribly. Um, but just a reminder, challenges last for 10 days. That's Monday through Friday for two weeks. They are theoretically simple daily tasks to grow us as men. This previous challenge was to write a chapter of scripture, physically write out a chapter of scripture every day. Uh, I only did three of those, and Banjo did eight. So eight. this was this was easily my my worst one of of the challenges we've done so far. Well, I I will note for folks who who listen to the show and who are not on the Discord, who might be doing the challenges at home. There was a discussion that happened on the Discord, I think Monday, maybe Tuesday, where where we did discuss the length of the passage that that would fit for the challenge. And I think what, what we ended up deciding after having done the challenge for a day or two, that that a, that a full chapter of scripture was a lot longer than we anticipated. So I think probably most of us who did the challenge didn't do full full sections of, of chapters or right. more did sections. So we, we will, we, we should acknowledge that at the, at the outset. Well, and, and it's, yeah, it, it a full chapter of scripture to read it doesn't take that long. And uh, like, yeah, when we first pitched the challenge, it was like, man, this, this seems like it should be easy to write a whole chapter out. I will say I found a lot of value in what I wrote out and I already like just having a better outline in my mind for what I wrote, understanding, um, kind of the flow. So I, I, I did stuff from, um, first Timothy. Oh, nice. Um, so that was, that was good because it's, uh, well, it's written specifically to a young man. I guess I don't know yeah. how old Timothy was at the time, but younger than Paul. Um, so written to someone kind of in, in my shoes. Now Timothy was going to be a pastor and a missionary, um, which is something I'm not, but much of what was said is very applicable. Uh, so that was good in the sense of I felt like I was writing out something that very much applied to my life. Yeah. Did you write only from First Timothy or was it, it was First Timothy? I yeah, I was going to do first and second um, and you know, I did not make it to second. Yeah. Um, having only done three days of it. However, those three chapters I wrote out were very beneficial. So it's it, even in small doses, like I think this is something where you know, if, if you have a Saturday or a Sunday time, this is better as a weekly thing. Almost right, like right? A take a week. Yeah. Like if you were to, if you were to get up on a, on Sunday morning before church and take the time to write out a chapter of scripture or to write out the passage that the pastor is going to be preaching on something like that. Yeah. I yeah. Think that could be really beneficial actually. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I, cause I was really enjoying it was, this was the last thing that I did every day. So I would, I would do my whole, 
my whole deal, get ready for bed. And then my wife would get in bed and I would, I would come out in the kitchen and I would, I would write at the kitchen table. And it was just very meditative and very uh, calming and relaxing, but also very, I have a very hard time doing like devotional times because uh, I, I just don't do, I don't know if ever anyone else is like this, but I do not do well with like, all right, I'm going to be still and quiet and focusing on, on just one thing for 15, 20 minutes. It's something I need to work on. But I found that the, the process of writing for the days that I, that I did the challenge, the, uh, the process of sitting down and writing. Like slowed, physically writing. Yeah, physically writing. And not on a keyboard too. Like actually taking the pen really helped just slow the brain, focus the mind, and, and just concentrate. And it struck me just how many individual words would kind of like pop off the page that I hadn't really noticed before. Just in writing the word itself down, I would go, oh, I hadn't really noticed that that word And, was and what there. passage? What passage were you going through? It was so, yeah, so I did a, a couple of different ones. I did, I started with Proverbs 4. Um, so kind of similar to what you were saying with with First Timothy, a similar idea of something that's written to young men about wisdom. Um, so that was helpful. Proverbs 4, and then I did Psalm. Uh, 131, which was very short. Uh, and then I did Romans 12. Romans 12 was another one I did, which has more to do with uh, Christian living, kind of some of the basics of Christian living. So that was helpful. And then I wrapped up what I really wanted to do, and I wish I had more time to do this. I really wanted to write out one of the short letters of the New Testament in its entirety. And I just didn't have time to do it. Um, but I, I wrote out the last last little section of Jude, Jude verses 17 through 25. Um, nice. So what, what was the kind of pattern in choosing these? Or was it just, I want to write something and pick something? Like what was the, what was the purpose? So there was a different, different reason for each one. Uh, <clears throat> Proverbs, Proverbs, the focus was, let me look at wisdom literature, uh, specifically wisdom to young men, um, looking at, and, and I think especially in Proverbs 4, there's an emphasis that's put on words that I thought was interesting. Um, I have taught you, uh, let's see if I find this right, where did it go? Uh, Hear my son and accept my words that the years of your life uh, may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. Uh, there's, this, there's this emphasis on the words themselves. Uh, a focus on how valuable the words are. Uh, and so I thought, oh, well, perfect. This will work in well. So I divided that up over a couple of days with Proverbs for Psalm 131. I'll admit that one was because it was short. It was just good. And sweet. Like shortest. You didn't do 117. That's the shortest one. And that's the shortest one, yeah. Uh, but I, I thought it was good uh, and and helpful this is the one that starts, Oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Uh, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with, it, uh, with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Oh Israel, hope in the Lord. Uh, I can't read my handwriting. Uh, for this time forth and forevermore. Uh, this is the danger of writing out by hand when your penmanship is about the level of a third grader. I, I found myself having to slow down and go, okay, let's let's work through this. Yeah. I did enjoy it. I hadn't 
written down things of this length in a while because we've done honor journal challenges. Um, but I, it's amazing. A chapter of scripture in my little journal would take up several pages, whereas most of my journal entries are half a page. Like it's not much relative in size. It got me really thinking about the time and effort that yeah. the original authors put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, especially because, well, have you heard like, or about the, the monks that would take the time yeah. to write out passages of scripture? And they would go much slower intentionally so as not to mess anything up. Right. Um, and and each page was a work of art. I mean, it oh, wasn't yeah. just that it was like the text. It wasn't just that the ideas behind the text were important. It was each page itself was, I mean, intricate and designed and just, you know, a, a, a magnificent work of art in and of itself. Uh, my pages were not that way. Yeah, well, mine mine looked like just a long journal entry, I guess. I I think the number one thing I, I appreciated, kind of going back to some of what you were saying, like certain words jumping out. For me, because I was working through something Paul wrote, it wasn't so much the words as it was, I understood some of the grammar better going through, oh, so yeah. this long sentence, when I took the time to really slow down and work through it, um, just because I had to write it out, I some of the train of thought and some of the purpose really started to make a lot more sense. Yeah. Romans is like that too. I've been doing a Bible study with a men's group at my church um, that's being led by some 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 excellent fellows, uh, my pastor and, and another guy in our church, just doing a great job leading that. But we, we are inching our way through the first couple of chapters. And, and some, uh, so much of the first chapter, first two chapters, three chapters, are just these fragmented run-on sentences uh, that are incredibly difficult to parse in English. I can't even imagine how difficult they must be to divvy out in the original language. Um, but it did like, like you were saying, looking at each sentence and the way they were framed and seeing, oh, this is where the comma is. And, oh, I didn't realize this was a semicolon and, and all these things looking at Romans 12, which was the other one that I did the long list of kind of, this is what Christian living looks like. Um, it was really helpful to see, oh, this is how, this is how the grammar works and functions. And it's just interesting to think the way that our our, uh, how should one say, our knowledge of our faith is passed down in writing. You know, it's not an oral tradition that we have. Um, it's not a visual tradition we have. It's a, it's a written tradition. You know, Christians, Jews were, were people of the book, people of the word. And I've always found that fascinating. Well, and it, it helps, helps scriptures endure, but it also allows, you know, we're, we're communicating in a, in a way with say Paul or, or David or Solomon differently by the fact that we're reading the very words they wrote mm -hmm. and that they took the time to write these words and pass them down to us. It kind of made me just with the amount of time it took me to write this stuff out. I went, I don't know, my, our, my pastor this last Sunday, he, he said, um, you know, it, do you consider that the time you spend on social media is taking away from the time you could be spending in scripture? Mm -hmm. And it, it, that was convicting in the, that was smack in the middle of the challenge, you know, in the middle of the two weeks. Yeah. And that was convicting because yeah, there's writing out scripture felt like it took a long time, but really it was, it was maybe 15, 20 minutes depending on the length of the passage. 
finding finding even 20 minutes in a day though can seem difficult in the moment i don't know i i was I was just, I was convicted on that front and realized, man, I, I really don't, like, I'll take the time in the morning to read my scripture, but then I don't sit and take the time to read through, like, really delve into scripture in a way yeah. I, I think we should. Yeah, and and I think working through that, like, working through the, the text and writing it out, one of the things I appreciated about it is you, there's there's, I think, intrinsically to it, and I could be wrong about this, I'm willing to be wrong about this. But I think intrinsic in writing out the words of Scripture, there's something that's very um, you you can't go you can't just be surface level, you can't just skim through it. Right, you have to you have to appreciate it, you have to understand it in order to write it out well. Yeah, you you have to wrestle with it and and really meditate on it. And mm. it's it's not just a oh I'm going to look at it really quick and I'm going to brush it under the rug which is why it takes time, which is why it, it, I think was a difficult challenge for us was it, it implicitly demands our time and demands our respect. Interesting what you're saying with social media lately, I've been thinking about, I've been, um, revisiting, uh, Aaron Sorkin's 2010 phenomenal movie directed by David Fincher, the social network. Uh, have you seen that one, JJ? I have not. It's is fantastic. You should absolutely give it a watch. Um, it's it's a not entirely historically accurate um, depiction of Mark Zuckerberg's creation of the Facebook. Sorry, Facebook. The um, Facebook. The Facebook. Well, it was originally the Facebook, but oh, that's right. I for, that's funny. I forgot yeah, about that. It's a, it's a big deal in the movie. Anyway, uh, but but do, are you familiar at all with the story of how Facebook started? I mean, just only a little bit insofar as, yeah, he was a he was a college student and it was designed for college students. That's pretty much what I know about it. Yeah. So, yeah, he, so he gets the idea in college and uh, one of the things that is the, is you could say the inciting incident of the idea, both in the movie and in, in real life, is he creates this site uh, on in kind of this drunken, rage-filled night um, he creates this website called Face Mash, where the idea is there are pictures of men and women, and you're comparing the two people, the two images side by side on your on your laptop, and you're ranking which one is more attractive. Um, and that was the that was the original code for some of the some of what it would eventually be in Facebook, and from there it would go on. Wow. Yeah. So it's, which is a really interesting place for that company to start. Right. right. Um, and so, you know, and that, that is implicit in the DNA of the company all the way through the rest of its, of its days up to the present day. And you can see that different ways in, in real life and in the movie and, and in history and all that. But anyway, just thinking about that, that fundamental nature of what Facebook is or what social media has, has become, which is a, you know, a, a surface level, look at this photo versus this photo, right? Uh, look at this idea versus this idea, not in a in-depth analysis, but in a soundbite um, and in a photograph. Um, and we don't, we don't take this kind of time to, to work through page by page, word by word, line by line, 
um, the way we used to. You know, thought is transmitted transmitted so quickly across the internet. That goes back to our conversation we were having a few episodes ago, kind of on yeah, like the the YouTube Shorts versus a long a long form video. Like even yeah. that has become difficult for someone to sit down and watch an hour long essay or or a presentation on you know whatever topic. That's that takes a lot of time, um, and and yet folks will easily spend that amount of time just scrolling through shorts or or Instagram reels or whatever it is they're into these days. And and I think we start to treat scripture that way. Yeah. When, you know, everything needs a Bible verse or everything needs a, a quick little, yeah, we'll do the quick prayer. We'll, we'll do these things, kind of acknowledge it. But then we don't, we don't sit and take the time to actually ponder, you know, how what we're doing in our day-to-day lives actually is, is either reflecting or not reflecting scripture and, and the life that we ought to live. Yeah. And there's a, there's a difference between reading you know reading the verse of the day you know on the bible app right you know or um or something like that and really getting an an in-depth understanding of what a passage says or how does this apply to my life you know um and and i think we need to acknowledge that there is a difference between you know for lack of a better analogy and I and I say this not to so much, you know, I don't want to point the finger at at other people so much as I want to point the finger at myself in this. Uh, you know, there's a there's a real difference, there's a real solid difference between looking Christian and acting Christian, between putting on all of the bells and whistles of Christianity and and living it out, you know, in a full and true manner. And and I think we need to be really careful not to confuse the two, which mm. I think I think is something that you and I, JJ, as as hosts of this particular podcast, have to be extremely careful right. about. You know, because we've made this claim in in what we're doing here of, you know, we're here to explore what it means to be Christian men. You know, and if if we mutate our mission, you know, from let's explore it to this is what masculinity is. This is what Christian masculinity is. Um, or, or if we're to say, well, we're, we're doing all of these habits. We're, we're putting on all these habits each week. You know, we look pretty good. You know, if we're not right. really living out those, those truths that we're reading in these scriptures, we're, we're you know, we are of, of men most to be pitied to quote some wise man. Some wise man. <laughs> I think he wrote some books, probably some, in the Bible. No, it was mostly letters. He didn't write books. Most, you're right, letters. Um, you know, you're you're right though, and the thing that keeps the thing I keep thinking about is, yeah, if the the if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yeah, right. What does it mean to love something? Is, is a huge part of our faith. And I think where our mind goes and what we want to spend time on and where our mind should go and where we should spend time are not always in alignment. And I think that's the, that's the number one thing I kind of discovered through this challenge was I think, oh man, I need to go write out my scripture. That's, 
that is the wrong way to be approaching that. <laughs> but w- at, once I was writing it, I didn't want to stop. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I wanted to keep doing it. And so I think, I think kind of the, the point or what I discovered there was, yeah, the more I do this, the more I delve into scripture, the more I'm going to want to. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I was listening, there was a, had a men's gathering this last week. Um, and we had, um, a young man, our age, he does, um, evangelism and he's, he's studying to go to the middle East. Oh, wow. But he does, he does, he does street ministry here in middle Tennessee as well. Yeah. Um, and he said there are days he'll, he usually goes in on, on Saturdays up to the downtown Nashville and it says there are days he's driving up there. He just doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to be talking about this. He's like, I, you know, who's going to listen to me? And then maybe he'll only have one or two conversations with somebody about the gospel. But he says the drive home, is, he always feels great because he's been talking about the Lord God and been talking about the word. Yeah. And that really impacted me because, yeah, there are, I'll be like, I don't, I don't want to read right now. I don't want to take the time to study this passage. I don't want to go to church and sit for however many minutes and listen to this. But then... Yeah, he's exactly right. Once I'm in it, and and then after I've done it, I feel so much better. Everything, yeah. it, it's amazing that scripture has that power over us in that way. Yeah, and and so much of that comes from knowing what the words actually say. Like, not everyone who reads scripture, who who, how to put it, who who skims across the surface of scripture, right, uh, gets that comfort, gets that renewal gets that peace, right? Um, Maybe this is a tangent, and if so, we can totally cut it. Um, But uh, my wife and I, this week, we went to to a a classical music concert uh, in in Williamsport. We went and saw the the Williamsport Symphony Orchestra, and it was was stunning. I mean, it was incredible. But – Going into it, I was exhausted. Like my tank was on full empty. Like I was, Maggie had to drive the car to get there because I was like about to fall asleep at the wheel. And as we, as we got to the, to the show, I was like, I am so afraid that I'm just going to fall asleep at, you know, at this performance because it's classical music and you know, What's more tempting than to fall asleep listening to classical music? I've done that many, many, many times. But, I mean, as soon as the first note, like, rang out in the concert hall, I mean, I was enthralled. I was wide awake. Um, and I I just could not – I couldn't look away for – it was a full two-hour – like, two-hour show. And I, I could not look away. I was I – was, totally entranced by this you know this full orchestra playing you know Tchaikovsky and uh, this one was playing I cannot for the life of me remember what the name of the piece was it was a Russian piano concerto and if I could if I could remember it I wouldn't be able to pronounce it so you know there is that but anyway it was electric I mean when the woman finished we were all standing on our feet like full-on encore perform I mean it it was incredible um, but, but my wife and I, as we were leaving, as we were driving back home, we were talking about how, you know, this, this kind of live performance of classical music, you know, the, the other alternative for us that night was to just to drive home, to skip the concert and to watch TV, right? Not that there's anything wrong with that, 
but I wouldn't have left a night of TV feeling the same way as I did leaving right. the concert. There's something about, and I don't know if it's live performance or if it's just great art or if it's just, you know, doing something in community, you know, cause you know, go to a live concert like this and it's a full, the whole city comes out to watch the show, to listen to the show. I don't know what element of those is, uh, what, what part of it it is that, that makes it this way, but there's something about that kind of an event. You know, it could be a live theater performance too, or, a, or I don't know, great oratory, but that, that enlivens you, that ennobles you, that brings something extra to your spirit, that, that makes you more human and more alive. Um, and I, I think there's something in it that, that connects us to God in that way, where we are connected to the transcendent, you know, and, and leave the imminent, leave the common, leave the profane, so to, so to speak. Um, and I think, I think we see that reading these, you know, these very holy words in, in the Bible and writing them out and making them a part of our life um, and that kind of a thing. So I don't know, have you ever had that experience coming out of a, I don't know, like a live show or a, oh, yeah. I don't know if it happens in movies. I think it might happen in some movies, but I'm not entirely sure. I, I have been, I have been to a couple of showings where, yeah, the feeling's just electric. Um, it's usually some, some, you know, one of the bigger films that's been highly anticipated. Yeah. Um, trying to remember. Yeah. There've, there've been a couple of Marvel films where that, that happens. Like some of the End, more end game was kind of like, yeah. In game was that way just with how, and it was, it was a good film. I mean, mm -hmm. you can, you can knock on Marvel all you want. Yeah. They, they kind of have the same formula at this point and they rinse and repeat. But yes, there are some moments that they have built up to and they've taken the time to build up to that just, I mean, they knock your socks off. And and some movies I think can be that way. More so it's been when I've, yeah, like uh, musical concerts are really, I think, the most common place that that happens. Um, a, a big show where everyone is fully invested in the artist and the music that is happening. Just yeah, you, whether it's classical or whether it's it's a big show here in Nashville. You know, I've been to a few here artists that I like and yeah you just you don't really have words for it afterwards yeah um, there was one movie uh went and watched uh 1917 oh that was a great movie it, it was phenomenal that one we're on a massive tangent now we can circle back around but that one it was the opposite it, it wasn't so much that everyone was just you know on their feet applauding it was dead silence mm -hmm. for like 15 minutes in that theater. No one said it. You could I mean, yeah, most quiet I've ever heard a theater after a showing in a, in a, everyone was captivated kind of way. Yeah. Nobody wants to break the spell. Exactly. No one wanted to move or, or, or yeah. Russell any jackets or anything. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. Don't break the spell. It was just, it was that kind of showing. Yeah. That was the last movie I saw before the pandemic hit. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was the last one. The other movie I've had like that was A Quiet Place. I saw A Quiet yes, Place in theaters. That was similar experience for sure. Yeah. I remember one guy opened a can of soda and the whole theater just went, shh. <laughs> That's, everyone turned into a librarian. It was, for it a was great. That's but I think there is something about that where, you know, there's something special about those moments because I think you know, nobody is being treated like a product in those moments. 
or even no one is being treated, I think, as a consumer uh, in some sense. You know, yesterday, you're not yesterday, but last episode, we were talking about, you know, these, these economic mindsets that we're in. Um, and I think there's a lot of truth to what, uh, you know, our fantastic guest Elias was saying. But I think there, there's something beautiful when people are, are not treated as primarily consumers. Mm-hmm. Because when we, when we come to a, uh, when we come to a musical performance, right, there's a difference between going to a, a, you know, a really good classical music concert, I think, and going to, you know, an enormous sold out show, you know, where, and, and in fairness, I may be biased here because I have not been to many, uh, let me, let me say this a different way. I haven't been to any, uh, large sold out concert. So there's, there's, there's your issue then. Yeah. You, uh, if it's an artist you truly love and everyone in the room truly loves, you get that feeling. If you go yeah. and you're just going to watch the music and, and you can tell people aren't really into it, they're on their phones, that kind of thing. There's, it, it's a massive difference. Um, so for, I went to uh, a 21 Pilots concert, which I bet that was fun. whatever you think about 21 Pilots, they put on a great show and everyone in that room is 100% and fully on board. And we are there for it entirely. Like every movement on that stage is being watched by thousands of people and everyone's singing along the entire time. And it's just an incredible experience. You can't, and you can't replicate that. But when you, so when you do that, I guess here's my question. When you're interacting with, with the band in that moment, you know, with 21 pilots in that moment, do you see them as, as owing you something or that you owe them something? It's kind of both end. I, I mean, they've already, like I could go listen to their music wherever, whenever I wanted. Right. Yeah. I can stream it. But going and seeing in person allows the audience to kind of become a part of it. Yeah. It's more than just, here's this cool musical performance. And there are musical performances I've gone, you know, if you ever go go to like a a jazz lounge or something, everyone's sitting there super captivated by what exact musical stuff is happening. And I, I don't, I don't understand that as much as I'd like to, but when it comes to, here's this big event where everyone gets to fully participate in this incredible show, right? Cause you're, I'm not just sitting there stoically yeah, being told, and here's the music that is happening. Right. I, and, and 21 pilots does this really well, just the audience participation going on and everybody getting fully involved. And, um, I mean, I've been to other, uh, I went to a, a sting concert, uh, summer or two ago. And, and that one, was less of the that electric feeling within the Twenty One Pilots, like the Twenty One Pilots concert had, and and more the we are we so appreciate the music Sting has put out, yeah, and and everyone is just excited to see Sting, right? It's a, yeah. it's kind of a different different thing. Yeah, I guess what I'm wondering is, is it that that participation that that makes that makes those those moments come alive, right? I think so. Because there isn't those, there isn't that participation in, in sitting at home and watching a movie. Except right? a good movie makes you, f- gets your emotions to participate well. That's true. And that's and true. and that's one of the reasons. It's one of the only reasons I still like going to the theater, 
Because when something is on the big screen, you feel like you're in it in a way you don't when it's on your little laptop screen at home. Oh, yeah. And the more so when you go to see it in a movie theater, I think, when there's a crowd. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like this summer, the two movies that I am absolutely going to go see in theaters this summer are Into the Spider-Verse. No, sorry. Across the Spider-Verse. Apparently, I'm, I got this wrong they earlier today. The name? No, no. It, it's the same name. It's the same name that it's been oh. since it released but it's a different name from the original movie. So this is the sequel. The oh, original see, was Into the Spider-Verse. This one is Across the Spider-Verse. I was corrected on this this morning. I'm making sure I get this right earlier today, later today. Anyway, time is funny when you re- you're normally record in the morning and you're yeah. recording at a different time. It's a total throw off. Um, anyway, so I'm definitely going to see Across the Spider-Verse and then Oppenheimer. Oh, I'm looking forward to that one, yeah. And I'm going to go see that in IMAX, and I'm hoping to see it with friends who will, like, communicate with me, like, during that time and be like, can you believe what's happening right now? Like, where we'll get to participate in the shock and the awe of Christopher Nolan doing the equivalent of dropping an atom bomb, which I'm sure he's he basically did filming this thing. They built one just for him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know that I know that they did the effect. I know that they they detonated the equivalent of a nuclear bomb without actually blowing one up. Wow, which, which, I did yeah. not know that. That's you crazy. Should check, you should check it out. It's going to be a great movie. Anyway, I'm going to go see those movies in theaters, both of them with people that I know because we'll get to participate together in that and that will make that so much more special than seeing it at home on the small screen. It's true. And I think all of this is, I mean, we've wandered pretty far afield from where we started. Vastly. Which is, I think, what the gift of podcasting is. Like, that's just what yeah. you get to do when you're well, on a podcast. I think, I think it all relates in the sense of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, watching, watching a, a feature-length film, taking the time to sit down and do that, if it's a good film, is so much more worth it than watching you know, YouTube shorts that are six seconds long for an hour. Well, I think at the heart of this challenge, too, is, you know, in, and I think I think... One of the things we've discovered across the course of these 10 episodes is often we have this idea for, well, we think we should do this. Why should we do this thing? Why should we do this challenge? And we're like, well, we don't really know why we should do the challenge, but we know that it's a good thing to do. So let's do it. And then as we like, as we, as we do it, as we work through it, and then as we talk about it afterwards, we kind of figure out, oh, wait, here's some of the value in it. And I think in this particular challenge, you know, this idea of, participating in our lives is super important. And I, you know, that sounds probably pretty cheesy and like something oh. that goes on the back of a t-shirt, but like, I think it, it bears saying, because on a cap, yeah, participate in your own life. Meow. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. And I, I think, I think you're right. I think maybe a better way of putting it is, um, invest whatever you're, whatever you truly love, you should be investing your time in that, right? That's not a new thing. Everyone, I mean, people could say that and they know that. But I think what I got from this was I need to reconsider what I evidently love and by what I'm spending my time on. Because clearly, I I did not spend the time as I ought have or as I, as I ought to have and as I desired to to spend in scripture for the last two weeks. Yeah, well, it's kind of like I think I think I'm pretty sure this is Paul says. You know, 
to not do not be conformed to the passions of this world, but renew your mind, uh, renew your, your renew your mind by the power of by the power of Christ. I want to say. I need a fact check on that. You should work on your your memorization I there. I should. That's something I should participate in more. Um, but still, the idea of we're going to renew our mind by reading scripture, like it's not just that we need to participate in the things that we love, um, that we evidently love. We need to have our loves changed, right? Like the Holy Spirit needs to work in our hearts to to work in us to desire God more, um, which we do through the reading of scripture and through prayer. Um, because we can't desire those things without God, right? And but right. but those desires have to be changed in order for us to, you know, to to take full ownership of of that relationship. But even more so, I think, just this idea of, you know, whatever it is that we do, we need to be present in it. Like we can't just glance across our Bibles and call it reading scripture. You know that doesn't mean we need to write it out every day, but we we do need to take need, ownership of it. Dwell in it more. Yeah, I think it's a great that's a great word for it. Like dwell in it because that means you know that can mean spending time in it, but it also means like living in it, like living your life by it, making mm -hmm. your existence in it. Um, yeah, I think I think I think you're absolutely right. Dwell in it is a great is a great point. All right, on to the next challenge. As a reminder, challenges last for 10 days. That's Monday through Friday for two weeks. They are simple daily tasks to gross as men. And this one hopefully will be more simple for us in some ways than, than the previous. Um, but we are going to be exploring uh, for probably the next couple of episodes uh, the ideas of fasting. So there are a number of fads and ideas about fasting out there in this world. So we're not going to necessarily pick any particular one right now right um so benji we were talking about this before would you mind uh, kind of recapping some of what we were what we were discussing yeah so you know uh in our last episode with elias we were talking about you know consumer culture we we're talking about um kind of the world we live in kind of surrounded by these ads uh this last episode we talked about scripture and and living in the word and dwelling in the word and uh, as as I was as we were reflecting on some of these things uh, earlier in the in the challenge this week, JJ and I were talking about well, it'd be really interesting to kind of combine these two uh, and talk about one of those spiritual disciplines that I that I think really gets overlooked in our consumer culture and in our very comfortable age and um, our very comfortable position. Uh, and that, that discipline that gets overlooked uh, is fasting. Um, now, some of our listeners probably have taken, probably have have taken time to figure out what fasting is, and, and maybe have done it themselves. Um, but fasting is not a that has not been part of my tradition. That has not been part of my um, practice, uh, and it, it's something that I feel lacking in, uh, mostly because it's something that's uh, that's in scripture. It's commanded in scripture uh, and not something that I've that I've done. So I feel uh, I feel like that needs to be something that I'm stepping up in. JJ, I don't know if you feel similarly. Uh, yes and no. I, I have intentionally fasted uh, several times in my life, although it's it's not a consistent thing. So it's it's one of those things where I inevitably approach it from one of two angles. 
and they don't combine as they ought to. One, I can be, yes, I'm going to do a spiritual fast, take the time, you know, if I'm feeling hungry and, and use that time for prayer instead. And that I have not done very often, a few times kind of in, in, uh, usually, uh, during the, the Lenten tide season. Um, and then the other form is I'm going to do something for my health, which usually takes the form of some sort of intermittent fasting, which is a fad going around has for the last several years. And I think there's probably benefits to it. Uh, and that that's one where I'll tackle it at different times of my life, kind of just for, for general health reasons, or if I'm trying to kind of grow in my exercise routine, that can be a, intermittent fasting can be a great way to help regulate, um, my body and, and the food I'm eating. So I, I think the key is how do you combine them? Because I think there are lots of health benefits to, to fasting. So part of this challenge, I would encourage, especially in the first week, folks to take the time to go research fasting. Go find go find an article or two. Go find some information out there on, you know, what do you think fasting is? Find some spiritual resources on it as well. And then learn how to, how to combine the two. I think because if you do one without the other, you're, you're really cutting yourself short. If you do, if you only do fasting for health reasons, you're completely missing the point of fasting in the first place, period, right? It's a spiritual thing. That's clear in scripture. And if you, if you only focus on the spiritual side, then I think you're missing out on a lot of the, the benefits that, that come from obeying God's commands. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. I haven't really ever even thought about fasting from a health perspective. That's always seemed to me to be, I don't know. I guess because I've I'm always hungry, so it's like from from my brain, it's like I don't think I see the health benefit here. I see the spiritual benefit. That makes sense, but I have no understanding of the science. Well, that's something I think. So I'll, I'll send some articles, and we'll share them in the Discord this week. Uh, so feel free to any listeners that are not in the Discord go to our website and join the discord. It's, it's free to join. Um, but I'll, I'll throw some articles out there and I know, especially like art of manliness has a lot of stuff on things like intermittent fasting or, or how you, how to fast. Um, and then there's, uh, I've, there's a book I've mentioned several times on this podcast. I'll share that again as well. That has a whole chapter on the discipline of fasting as a spiritual discipline. Uh, when it comes to yeah the health benefits like i'm a i'm i don't need it for health or weight regulation or anything like that like i'm not i mm-hmm. i don't have health issues in that sense it's more um uh when i when i'm regularly sticking to some form of intermittent fasting um i i feel an improvement in my mind my brain it might entirely be mental it might be because i'm actually processing the food as i ought to be or because I'm not accidentally overeating, right? I have a great metabolism, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I need to be eating every time I'm hungry, right? Um, yeah. And I've gone back and forth on how to how to implement fasting into my life. So I think I think this will be a this will be interesting. So just just want to be clear: the challenge right now is banjo. Oh, you want me? Oh, you I want, want you? you, said. you this is your idea? Yeah. Okay. So. We'll do this. Here's the here's the challenge. Week one, research fasting. Uh, figure out what what that 
path is going to look like for you, how you want to do it. And I will say, I, I think if if folks are uncomfortable with the idea of you know fasting from food or, or not wanting to take uh, you know take that route, um, I think it is totally that's that's totally appropriate. And and you know do you know for some yeah, folks social media fasts are getting popular. Yeah, do the thing you know as they say, do as you feel led. Uh, you know, in no way, shape, or form are we saying you have to do this, or that you know every everybody's you know spiritual walk must must look like this. This is just something that we're trying. If you're interested in doing fasting and, and doing a social media fast, or maybe a television fast, electronic fast, I did one time on a dare do a coffee fast, and I've promised not to do that for a long time because that, that sounds miserable. It was. It was. Yeah. Most of my friends have have made me promise not to do that again. Um, so, which I guess is probably, uh, you know, maybe there's a spiritual weakness at, at play there that I need to work. That on. would, that I think that could be actually worth be exploring. Like if, if you are at the point where you can't give something up, even if it's something as, you know, theoretically innocent as coffee, right? Like you're not an alcoholic, but you're a caffeine right. addict. I, that, yeah. that's worth considering. Yeah. So, you know, it may be that I, uh, that I take a caffeine fast. That may be, that may be the route I go. Um, I, I, I think there's different ways to do it. So uh, whatever, whatever path you want to take with it, first week, do your research, find out what's the best way to do it. Um, you know, maybe talk to a pastor, do some online research, do some Bible reading. And then week two, do it. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Uh, right. and, and record it. Um, and then JJ and I will, will reconvene back here in a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll share what we found. And we, we would love to hear in the discord. I'm sure this one's going to be tough no matter you know mm -hmm. what form this takes. Um, well, the research we, week should be, shouldn't be too bad. You know, that takes, shouldn't take too much time each day. Right. But the second week, once you try to implement whatever method you've chosen, that, that will be interesting to see results. So yeah, it would be great to have some some camaraderie in the Discord for that, trying to trying to help one another complete the challenge. The other thing uh, I will say is, as much as social media fasts or or media fasts in general can be good, I would encourage folks to lean into the food side. Um, and spoiler alert: in two weeks, one thing we're going to be talking about specifically is uh, alcohol, and I, I think so. Right now, for these two weeks, I, I would not necessarily say is the time to intensely focus on that, since we're going to have some dedicated time here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and maybe maybe since we're we're spoiling a little bit, one of the things that we want to think about in the future is how are we in, intentional with what we do? How how do we right. kind of kind of like what we talked about today? How do we active? How are we active participants in those things that we love and that we enjoy? Um, and one of the ways that we wanted to start by doing that is to say that these things don't rule our lives, uh, and that above all else, we're dependent on God, uh, for these things. And so just appreciate, appreciating those things in their lack, um, before in the following weeks and our following challenges, we get to kind of explore what does it mean to enjoy and to be active participants and responsible participants in these things. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Should be good. All right. Week one of this next week, Monday through Friday, research. Week two, do. That's it.
This has been the Forging Honor podcast. Music and production is by Elliot George. For more information about what we do or to learn how to get involved, visit our website at forginghonor.com. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, subscribe, and give us a rating to bring others into the Forging Honor journey. On our website, you'll find information on how to do the challenges alongside us, as well as links to the many resources we mentioned in the show. And we do make a small amount from any purchases you make through our website links, so thank you in advance. Thanks for taking time with us today. We hope you'll take up the work alongside us and join us in the task of forging honor. We'll see you next time.